It was nice. Uh, before I begin, there was an announcement here that we need to say about the sisterhood, Hamlin County Sisterhood. So, uh, please join us at Harvest Fellowship Church in Jasper, Tuesday, January the 10th at 6 p.m. Okay? Um, and please bring a friend, uh, bring your favorite salad, finger food, for, and dessert to share. Uh, contact Francis Altman if you have any questions. If you want to know, it's up here later, okay? Amen. It's good to see you guys. Again, I feel like it's like, y'all too. If I look this way, it's, I'm sorry. I, I'm going to do both, okay? I got to, right? Yeah, yeah, I feel like the boat is going to tip over, all right? Um, yeah. All right. Um, so, so, um, Today, and, and yes, and so to, to, to clarify a little bit, um, I, this was supposed to be preached the night of our Christmas um, um, service we had. Um, but then um, we had, the idea came for doing the, you know, looking at that devotional, and, and that gave me a little bit of a break, which I appreciated. Um, but I feel like it's, it's, so it's you know, how God works is, is you know, it's always amazing, and, and um, I do feel like it's a very appropriate um, message for um, not just ending Christmas, but also for New Year's. And, and I don't know if you've noticed, uh, if anybody has noticed a theme um, in some of the stuff today, but hope. I don't know if anybody noticed that, but if you didn't, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. All right, so I'm going to put the answer on the board. All right, all you got to do is write it down on your paper. So hope, okay? Um, and so if you haven't been with us, Ms. Ron always does a great job. Uh, this was our our um, central statement over our whole series, which, um, you know, I don't do a lot of these. I, I, you know, we're in the book of Mark, been in the book of Mark for about a year, uh, and we'll be back in Mark next week. But uh, we did take three weeks, and we looked at um, the, the Christmas story in unexpected passages. And the first week, we, we looked at the parallel births of, of Moses and Jesus. And then the second uh, week, we looked at God providing manna for Israel, uh, the manna and also the, the living bread. Uh, that Jesus Christ is. And then today we're looking at this idea of the expected manner uh, that we should have for the promise of Jesus' return and looking at Psalm 27, but then also looking at a couple of uh, kind of some, some characters in the Christmas story we don't talk a lot about, okay, uh, who, who's going to be there and they're going to be, um, they've been waiting expectantly for Jesus. And so that's kind of where we're going today. Uh, and so um, I know a lot of you all in, in, in the house today can can relate to um, to when before your children, and I know, like, I need y'all to think really hard because I, you know, I know you're looking at them now, like, oh, I don't know, all right, they didn't turn out too well. I'm just playing, all right. Uh, I was playing. Where's Joseph? I'm just playing Joseph. I always pick on Joseph. He's trying. He's trying to get away. But anyway, when Joseph is here, he gets picked on. He can't help it. But Jimmy's not here. So if Jimmy's not here, it's got to be you, Joseph. Uh, but but anyway. Um, and, and but if we can really kind of think back before those children who are now uh, adults uh, for a lot of you uh, over here and, and for and you guys as well, um, think back to when uh, when when before that, that child was born, you know, and just the the how excited and and probably anxious we were, you know, and, and man, I can't wait, and, and nine months, and when's your, and everybody's asking you, when, when's, your, when's your due date, and, you know, all this stuff, you know, and it's a boy, it's a girl, and, uh, and, and you're, you're excited, and you find now they do this, all these crazy things for the whole gender reveal thing, which is uh, okay, but anyway, um, and, and, and it's like, you know, everyone's just so excited, and, um, and, and I was obviously very excited for both of my young girls, both of my, uh, my babies, but, um, 
the funnier one was probably Kaylin, because Kaylin was the first one. And um, it happened in the middle of the night. And I, what was it, Stally, like 2 o'clock? I don't remember exactly. what. It was 1130. Oh, it was 11.30. <laughs> I'm old. But anyway, uh, but yeah, uh, I was out, okay, asleep. And Sally's like, you know, uh, told me her water broke, whatever. And I just jumped. I, like Sally still claims from this day, which by the way, my our bed is like, if our bed is here, then maybe that wall is a bathroom, maybe a little bit further, you know. And she still claims I like basically jumped all the way out of the bed, like I, my feet didn't touch the floor, like I just flew, like for the, I flew, and I and I and I was like, okay, what are we doing? What are we doing? What do we need to do? All right, and I'm just, I just woke up out of a dead, you know, sleep, you know. But uh, uh, but yeah, and obviously, and, and uh, I know the the dads can can relate because you know you hear these funny these jokes about what is it? What is the the, uh, the, the dad is in those situations when birth is happening, you know, the dad is just like, doesn't know what to do, you know, like, you know, and now they have these jokes now about like catching the baby and stuff, you know, and one guy's like, I don't want to catch the baby, that's your job, I, what are you doing when I catch the baby, like, I'm not, I'm going to drop the baby, yeah, but anyway, um, but, um, with a, I can remember, you know, just being so, we're just so very excited and, and we're just waiting expectantly, which is the subtitle of today, um, for that baby to enter the world, and uh, you know, we're just extremely, obviously, extremely excited um, uh, when, when it came about. And I can remember taking both girls, both of them born. They, you get, you get have your time with the with the child, you know, in a separate little nursery, you know. And and Kaylin and Riley, we will never have the talks ever like we had them because y'all were quiet. Um, I'm just playing, love y'all. But you know, this is a little baby here, and I'm just telling them all sorts of stuff, you know. And I'm like, look, there'll never be a man good enough for you. Sorry, okay. Just playing. But uh, but yeah, just this the whole idea, of just being excited, um, you know. And uh, the the waiting was over. You know, the the child right, was born. Right, we were filled with hope. And so uh, today. Um, it, there is a connection, okay? Uh, I'm sorry, it kind of took me too long to get there. But it says, um, our, our central statement today, and sorry, Miss uh, Mr. Loris, I hope I have enough cash, you know, to, to not have a, an alliterative central, you know, points today, all right? But um, here's our central statement. We're going to be going through three, the, the three parts there. Even when bad things happen, and it seems that others have abandoned us, as Christians, we can continue to wait expectantly for the Lord because He cares for us. Central statement. I mean, it's it's simple, all right. But again, like I said many times, just because it's simple doesn't mean it's uh, it's not it's it's less true, all right. It's still true. And so, uh, if you'll look on the screen with me on Psalm 27, if you have there's Bibles in your in your pew as well, if you can, or use your own. But we're going to read um, the first nine verses of Psalm 27, all right. Uh, here at this point, at uh, this time, it says the Lord is my light and my salvation. And, and think about the, the words of, the, of this psalm, okay? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is a stronghold of my life. Whom should I dread? When evildoers come against me to devour my flesh, my foes and my enemies stumbled and fell. Though an army deploys against me, my heart will not be afraid. Though a war breaks out against me, I will still be confident. Can you say that? Right. I have asked one thing from the Lord. It is what I desire. And can we say this? To dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, gazing on the beauty of the Lord and seeking Him in His temple. Oh, that that would be my my desire, truly be my desire. That that's that's what that's what I want. That one the one thing I want is that. Okay, I'm afraid I can't always say that. Okay, 
Verse five, but I want I want it to be the case. Verse five: For he will conceal me in his shelter in a day of adversity. He will hide me under the cover of his tent. He will set me high on a rock. Then my head will be high above my enemies around me. I will offer sacrifices in his tent with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Lord, hear my voice when I call. Be gracious to me and answer me. My heart says this about you: Seek his face, Lord. I will seek your face. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away from in anger. You have been my helper. Do not leave me or abandon me, God of my salvation. And so the first thing we're going to look at today is circumstances. Um, do you ever just feel like that, you know, um, you just have one of those days? Anybody just have one of those days? If it can go wrong, it's wrong. Murphy's Law, all right, whatever. Like, if it can go wrong, it's going to be, you know, uh, it's like everything. I mean, I can even, even this was a uh, Friday. I'm meeting, I'm going back from, uh, from that daddy's house and, and I was going to pick up pizza um, in, in full uh, uh, night nightgown, not nightgown, I don't wear a nightgown, praise God, but uh, but night regalia. <laughs> oh, almost got start, man. All right, um, I'm just making sure but, uh, uh, my, my brother-in-law Bruce is paying attention back there. But anyway, just playing, brother. But, uh, but I, and I met daddy and daddy was like, I said, everything okay? He's and this tore up, and then that tore up. The life of a of a of a, uh, of a farmer, right? Okay, this happens and that happens. It's circumstances, you know. It's like, man, everything's going on. When I was preparing this message um, a while back, it was it was one of those couple days for me. It was one I had this student who was doing stuff in the classroom that should never happen in the classroom, and I had and I it was during that time, and it was to the point where I was about done, y'all. I was like, y'all can have this job. Take this job and shove it, all right, Johnny Paycheck. Amen. All right, I was like, I'm done, and uh, and and then you know, and, and on top of all that, you know, the copier who which works most of the time, right, Aaron? Not that day, not that day. All right, it's everything, you know, and, and it was like just one thing after the other, uh, and then you just have those days. So, uh, of course, I understand all too well that many, many people have it a whole lot worse than I do. Excuse me. Whole lot worse than I do, all right? You know, cancer and um, we got people in our in our midst with that, and 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 spouses that are unfaithful, and I mean just just horrible accidents that happen. Um, and, and I always want to say again, I, I mean I was so encouraged by my friend Alan and his faith the other day. He says, "I know God's got me, brother." Okay, I, he's got, I mean, uh, my my faith is still strong. Okay. All right. Um, and so David mentions in this psalm, so what about David? So circumstances. Let's look at a few of his circumstances. And I think you can see that David can relate. Okay. Uh, there's three things we see in the beginning of that, of that uh, chapter. We see evildoers are coming against him to devour his flesh. Now, I know I had a lot of people who didn't like me as a basketball coach. I'm not sure how many of them were trying to eat my flesh or devour my flesh. I'm not sorry. But, you know, I don't, I don't think it was that bad, okay? It was bad sometimes. Uh, I don't know about that bad. Or armies deploying against him, literal armies, uh, war breaking out against me, okay? So this is, these are his circumstances. So David can relate. Yet what does he say? I'm going to continue to seek the Lord. Amen? I'm going to continue to seek the Lord. He desired, what was his thing he said, his number one thing he wanted to do? To dwell in the Lord's house. To dwell in the Lord's house, and again, is that is our is that our prayer? I hope it will be. It will be. Our, really, will be our prayer. Our heart's desire. He said he would sing and make music to the Lord. That's what he wants to do. He desired to seek the face of God, to seek the face of God. And as this new year, I, I pray that you get something from the message today, and whatever it may be. And maybe that could, maybe that's one of them. 
that you desire to seek the face of, of the Lord, to actually, maybe you've been putting off uh, for a long time, you know, getting, waking up early and reading the Bible or praying. Don't put it off. Don't put it off. And don't take a scholar. Just read it. I talked to several times. That's like been a theme uh, during my two-week break. A couple of times people were talking about like versions of the Bible. And I'm like, the best version of the Bible is the one you're going to read. Read it. Okay? And, and you'll, you'll, it'll, you know, God will speak, speak to you. Okay? And, and then even when it feels like he isn't, by the way, I have to say this. Keep reading. Keep reading. All right? Keep reading. I don't always feel like it. I'm just be honest. As, a, as, a, as, a, as your pastor, I always feel like doing my, my time, but I'm going to do it anyway. Right? I want to be faithful and dedicated to the, to the Lord right? and keep pushing, right? right? We tell we tell athletes to keep pushing. Why can't we tell Christians to keep pushing? Amen. Yes. See, it's, it, he desired to seek the face of God. It's so easy to do the easy thing, right? I mean, you know, to self-medicate, right? Uh, my brother-in-law wish knows all about that as a doctor, you know, seeing those things. To, to, to dwell on the circumstances and despair. Now, don't we do that naturally? Oh, man, I'm facing with, faced with this thing. Oh, man. Some of us teachers right now are like, man, I don't want to go back to work from uh, Monday. All right? We got students going to come through that door. Oh, Lord, help me. All right? Um, but we, we, you can relate. Or, or we complain or we just abandon the worship of God. Do you guys know what, and, and I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing this correctly, auto-stereogram is? Auto-stereogram? Okay, so... I don't know, about 20 years ago, they had a bunch of these in the mall. Uh, you know, you'd walk in the mall and they'd have all these pictures in the middle and they'd be, and you try, and so like, it's a picture within a picture. You look at it, it looks like nothing, right? Okay, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, oh, I see a, I see an elephant. You know, like, anybody know what I'm talking about now? Okay, so um, it, it's, see, there are two, here, here's the, the, uh, the real, like, straight from, um, the internet thing. Okay, um, auto stereograms are two-dimensional, 2D, okay, 2D images with repeating patterns that hide an underlying 3D image. Okay, so so it's a picture within a picture, so to speak. It's exactly what it is. And for a long time, I could never get it. I'm, I'm, I ain't nothing there. All I see is a bunch of like red stuff. I don't, you know. And then they're like, "No, you see it." And I said, "Keep looking. Keep looking. At what? I see nothing." All right. And then when you see it, you're like, "Oh." Oh, that's awesome, right? So, uh, you know, it, it, it depends on your focus. It, it depends on your perspective. Will that preach? See, see, see what about us? See, we, or, or what or who do we focus on in times of trouble? Who do we focus on? You know, uh, what, if, what if we all tried to be like David and seek the Lord? And like I mentioned again, to continue to go to church and worship with all our hearts, to sing joyfully to the Lord. And by the way, I've heard other preachers say this. Sometimes we need to tell our face what we, what's in our hearts. <laughs> the joy of the Lord is our strength. You know, I'm just playing. But, um, see, we, we, can, we can seek the Lord. See, he has given us something to look forward to. Amen? And that goes back to Christmas time, right? He has sent his son. We need to change our perspective. Change our perspectives. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18 says, Therefore we do not give up, even though, amen, on this, a lot of people need to say amen from this next part, even though our outer person is being destroyed. <laughs> all right? It, I, we're feeling older every moment. All right? Our, our inner person is being renewed day by day. Amen? For our momentary light affliction, which doesn't feel that way sometimes, I don't know, excuse me, is producing for us an absolutely incomparable absolutely incomparable eternal way to glory. 
So we do not focus on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Amen? See, we, we mentioned during Thanksgiving, it was Sally who, who, who said it one time in, you know, uh, in a conversation, that what do people who don't have a relationship with Christ, who are they thanking during Thanksgiving? So thankful for this. I'm thankful to who? Who are you thanking? Right? Like, like, I'm just so grateful. Amen. Think about Thanksgiving. That we, I have a relationship with God. Amen. Right? If you know God personally, you can rejoice. We are incredibly, incredibly blessed in spite of our circumstances. And so even when bad things, circumstances happen, and it seems that others have abandoned us, as Christians, we can continue to wait expectantly for the Lord because He cares for us. Let's look at verse 10 in Psalm 27. This is a sad, sad verse. Even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord cares for me. Number two, <clears throat> abandonment. And obviously we know, we talked about this before, the holiday season can be a very difficult season for some people. Right? We know that. We, we try to pray for them, to pray for people who've, who are grieving, who've lost loved ones, uh, who have people sick and not able to come and have their normal time uh, you know, together. Um, a simple Google search, and this is what I Google, coping with grief during the holidays. That's all I, that's all I Google. Okay? Coping with grief, grief during the holidays. Brought up over 7 million results. Seven million. I don't know. That's a lot. I don't know. I mean, they're all. It's always seems to be a lot, but seven million. That's a lot, lot, right? Um, and sometimes it, it feels like you know when, when someone's dealing with dealing with those circumstances that we mentioned earlier, um, that that where the answer we're getting from God isn't what we want, or it's not it's it's not in our timing, and like you know, maybe tells us to wait a little bit longer or something. It kind of reminds me of this. There was there was a man named Jack. He was walking along a steep cliff one day and he, he accidentally got too close to the edge and he fell. On the way down, he grabbed a branch which uh, it temporarily stopped his fall and he looked down and to his horror, he saw the canyon fell straight down for more than a thousand feet. He, so he couldn't hang on to the branch forever and there was no way for him to climb up to the steep wall uh, of the cliff. So, so Jack began yelling for help, okay? He hoping that someone passing by would, would hear him and lower a rope or something. Help, help, is, is anyone up there? Help! He yelled for a long time, but no one heard him. He was about to give up when he heard a voice. Jack, Jack, can you hear me? Yes, yes, I can hear you. I, I'm down here. I can see you, Jack. Are you all right? Yes, but who are you and where are you? I am the Lord, Jack. I'm everywhere. The Lord, you mean God? That's me. God, please help me. I promise if you'll get me down from here, I'll stop sinning. I'll be a really good person. I'll serve you for the rest of my life. We, we do that, right? Hey, early, easy, on, easy on the promises, Jack. Let's, let's get you off from there, and then we can talk. Now, here's what I want you to do. Listen carefully. I'll do anything, Lord. Just tell me what to do. Okay. Let go of the branch. What? I said, let go of the branch. Just trust me and let go. There was a, a long silence, and finally Jack yelled, Help, help, is anyone else up there? <laughs> All right, sorry. Um, <laughs> that'll preach. See, you ask God, but it doesn't seem to be working. You know, it's not in your time. Is there anyone else up there, anything else up there that could help? 
You know, ever felt like you're the only one going through something? See, David can relate. He said, even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord cares for me. As Christians, we can hope because the Lord cares for us. Amen? I mean, it's a simple statement, but we have hope. We have hope because we know God has us, and we have Scripture after Scripture that tells us that. And I'm going to read some more of it to you later. On the other hand, we as Christians need to do our part. Not really on the other hand, but in support of this, we need to do our part to reach out and love on those who need it. Amen? Let's not neglect those. When we see somebody in need, make sure we, uh, we love them. I mean, it's amazing how a little hug can brighten your day, right? All right? I mean, just aura. <clears throat> Brother Pastor, you're emotional today. I don't know. Because I haven't eaten anything. That's the only reason. All right. I'm just playing. All right. <laughs> but, um, you know, speaking of, you know, not, uh, speaking of, of uh, that day that was really, really tough for me, those couple of days, my daughter. So my daughter and her best friend, Brooklyn, decide early on the week and get mom involved and Sally involved, and I didn't even know it, to just have just get me a little poster that said we love Coach Murphy on it and get it signed. I got it signed by all her classmates. Early in the week I was doing early in the week I was doing what I said early in the sermon. I was having a hard time. That was the same week. Coincidence? Come on, man. <laughs> same week. The same weekend of that Friday, they come in my room. I think they were trying to make me cry, but they brought it to me anyway. And, you know, you're, you're reminded, right? And as teachers, and especially, I think everybody, but I think teachers, we, we, you know, it seems like it's getting tougher and tougher, right, sis? And then you see, a, see somebody write a note that says, you're the only reason why I come to school. Okay, that's all I needed, God. See? It's amazing how God will send that comfort to you. I mean, I kind of got off topic there a little bit, but hopefully you understand. Deuteronomy 31, verse 6 says, Be strong and courageous. Don't be terrified or afraid of, of them. For the Lord your God is the one who will go with you. He will not leave you or abandon you. And even with old Jack, right? <laughs> God was still there. God, God didn't leave him. All right? Jack had to do some trusting, but God was still there. So even when bad things happen and it seems that others have abandoned us as Christians, we can continue to wait expectantly for the Lord because he cares for us. Let's look at the last two verses in Psalm 27. And then we're going to look at a parallel to what I mentioned earlier with the, uh, the Christmas story. I am certain that I will see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living. If you don't hear anything today, ESV says, I believe I will see the Lord's goodness. I, I am certain that I will see the Lord's goodness in the land of living. I don't care what you're going through today, that's in the Word of God. Uh, be certain in it. Okay? Have confidence. That doesn't mean everything in the world is going to be. I don't mean you walk out and, and you're going to get a million dollars. I ain't saying that. I, I ain't no prosperity preacher. I won't ever be a prosperity preacher. It's hogwash, bunch of bull. Okay? All right? If anything, you give your life to Christ, it's going to be harder. I'll tell you the truth. Okay? But it's worth it. And it's the only way to heaven. I'm certain that I'll see the Lord's goodness in the land of living. Wait for the Lord. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart be courageous. Wait for the Lord. So the last one, wait expectantly. But can we be honest that nobody in the room likes that? Anybody like waiting? Raise your hand. 
That's what I thought. Not a single person likes waiting. We don't like waiting for anything, right? Especially nowadays. Right? Zach, you're probably downloading the game. You're like, man, come on, right? It's like taking forever, right? Well, I'm going to wait. I got, I got things to do. Right? We live in a microwave society. All right? I get aggravated about that too, man. Don't let me go off on that, man. We want to get rid of a coach every every second, all right? You know, they, we lose a game. Well, I got to get rid of the coach, all right? Or 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 maybe like think of of being a child. Y'all remember? This? Okay, I'll, maybe it's just me. I hope I'm not the only one. What was the longest night of the year? Christmas night, Christmas Eve. Golly, man. When's it gonna get here? Two o'clock. Man, come on. Can't wait, man, to get out there and see what's under the tree, right? No matter what comes our way, we have a God who loves us. Amen. He has given his son to die in our place. Amen. And he's coming back again one day. Amen. See, we, we can wait expectantly. David said, again, that he was certain that he would see the Lord's goodness. We can also take strength and courage in this fact. Look at Psalm 62, verse 5. It says, Rest in God alone, my soul, for my hope comes from him. Or 40, verse 1. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he turned to me and heard my cry for help. Isn't it a comfort to know that your God hears you and he sees you? Amen? He sees you, Brother Jerry. He sees you. I, I really like what Charles Spurgeon said, and it's a little, it's a little long, so stay with me, but I, I, I want to I re, read it nonetheless, okay, uh, and give him credit for it because I didn't make it up, all right? I ought to give credit where credit is due. Uh, Charles Spurgeon said, But faith comes into this unpromising field and believes she will see the goodness of the Lord even there, <clears throat> she rushes, <clears throat> she, faith, okay, faith, faith, faith rushes into the fiercest fight that ever rages, fully believing <clears throat> she will see the banner of the Lord's mercy and truth waving even there. You hear me? I hear Charles Burden. She bears the burden, she, faith, bears the burden and heat of an earthly toll and expects to experience the Lord's faithful love beneath it all. She knows she will see more of her God in the land beyond the flood, but still she expects to see the goodness of the Lord even in this land of the living that is so distracted and disturbed with sorrows and cares, trials and tribulations. He wrote this 100, 100 years ago. It still applies today. We, aren't we a distracted society now? Have faith. Have hope. Yes, we look forward to heaven, but we can have hope now. Right? And we can live with hope every day. Knowing that God's got us. Right? Amen. Only about 20 more minutes. Just playing. There are some other people, and I want to connect you now to this. And, and I, I don't spend a whole lot of time on this, but I do want you to see that there was a connection. Right? It's really more of a, of, a, of a sermon about hope, but God, God worked that out, right? So, so Luke 2, verses 22 to 38. So back to the Christmas story now. Right? So pretend there's like, you know, decorations and all that. They were up for like a month. They looked beautiful, by the way. Okay, So it's not hard to, to think that. And when the days of their purification, according to the law of Moses, were finished, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Talking about Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Just as written in the, in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male will be dedicated to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice, according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons, which, by the way, was for poor people. Verse 25, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. Simeon. Some of y'all know about him. Right. This man was righteous and devout. Listen to what they said about him. Looking forward to Israel's consolation and the Holy Spirit was on him. 
It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he saw the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, he entered the temple. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform for him who was customary under the law, Simeon took him up in his arms, praised God, and said, Now, Master, you can dismiss your, dismiss your servant in peace as you promised, for my eyes have seen your salvation. What a, what a beautiful picture right? that is. Verse 31, you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory to your people Israel. His father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed him and told his mother, Mary, indeed this child is destined to cause the fall and rise of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed. And a sword will pierce your own soul that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. There was also a prophetess Anna, this is the second one, a daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was well alone in years, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, and was a widow for 84 years. She did not leave the temple, serving God night and day with fasting and prayers. At that very moment, she came up and began to thank God and to speak about him to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Israel. We see in verse 25 that Simeon had been waiting for the Messiah. He'd been waiting. He, he sees Mary and Joseph and the baby, and Simeon knew who it was. And what did he do? He had a little party. He took them up and like praise, a little praise party and praise God. And then you have Anna. You see the faithfulness of Anna all those years there, serving God night and day for a long time. And it would be a good thing to be said about, about you, wouldn't it be? Right? She, she was so thankful for Jesus, and she began telling others about him. Don't, don't miss that. So even with, when bad things happen, and it seems that others have abandoned us, as Christians, we can continue to wait expectantly for the Lord because He cares for us. He cares for us. As we conclude today, I want to look at uh, a verse in Isaiah 25, verse 9. It says, On that day it will be said, Look, this is our God. We have waited for Him, and He has saved us. This is the Lord. We have waited for Him. Let's rejoice and be glad in His salvation. Can you can you be rejoice and be glad in, our, in the salvation that you have in Christ Jesus? Right? Are you waiting expectantly? That's the question. Are we, are we waiting expectantly? Are we hopeful? Uh, he will save you. And if you are saved, rejoice and be glad in it. And tell others like Anna did. Amen? Tell others. Tell, tell others like Anna did. You're, you're never, never too old for that. And how appropriate, again, that we, uh, this sermon kind of got pushed back. And the idea of hope. And I just want to share with you a couple of verses about hope. And when um, ask Mr. Lewis and Sally to come up. But I just want to read to you some scriptures about hope. Okay, um, and and before I do, I just also want to always you know mention that uh, we make salvation it seems like so difficult in the church to understand. It feels like maybe it's just the church that I've been at. And it's just a, the gospel is 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 in our place. That that's those three words. Jesus in our place. The fact that that we deserve death, and Jesus died in our place. And, and it's just a matter of saying I I. I accept what Jesus did on the cross as counting for me. Okay, put that put that with me. I, I, that's what I want. Okay, and and then this it, that's it. So I encourage you. You know, if you never made a decision, to, to come talk to somebody today. As many people you can here as well. The altar will be open. But I want to end with some uh, with a couple verses about hope. That I just want you to just you know just kind of just uh, enjoy and, and let it soak in. Jer Jeremiah twenty nine eleven is one that you probably know. Okay. Um, for I know the plans I have for you. This is the Lord's declaration. Plans for your well-being, not for disaster, but to give you a future and a hope. 
And then Psalm 147, verse 11 says, The Lord values those who fear Him, those who put their hope in His faithful love. Have you put your hope in His faithful love? Romans 12, 12, Rejoice in hope. Rejoice in hope. Rejoice with it. Be patient in affliction. Be persistent in prayer. There's a couple things there. We can hold another sermon. We don't have time for that right now. Okay? But be patient in affliction. Be persistent in prayer. Romans 15, 4, For whatever was written in the past was written for our instruction, so that we may have hope through endurance and through the encouragement from the scriptures. I hope that you've been encouraged today, all right, and that you have hope uh, to, to continue moving forward. All right? I love you guys. We'll ask Sally to lead us in the song.